This is Lauren Oakley from Star Athletics, and you're listening to the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 78. Not sure there's going to be a 79, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, we're talking about social media with Lauren Oakley from Star Athletics. So if you're in charge of your gym social media, this episode is for you. And guys, if you're not in charge of your social media, don't worry. It's still an entertaining conversation, but definitely share this podcast with someone who runs the social media at your gym. But before we get into that, I want to welcome all of our new listeners. We are 78 episodes in. If you're new, where have you been? So to prevent you guys from missing any more episodes, definitely be sure to subscribe. We talk all things going on in the gym, things going on in the industry, or we have on an awesome guest like Lauren. I also want to give a huge shout out to our monthly supporters. Y'all are the best. Sheila, Sarah, my mother, Caroline, and our newest supporter, Robin. Thank you guys so much. It truly means a ton. And if you want to be a part of that bunch, there's a link in the show notes where you can make a monthly donation for little as 99 cents. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone, we still don't have B more back, but guys, don't worry, she is coming back. But on the other side of the microphone today is a lady whose gym's social media page is always popping and pristine and is going to help you guys do the same. No matter if you're a cheer gym or not, this is going to be a great conversation. Without further ado, my conversation with Lauren Oakley. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited. Yeah, this is this is great. Glad to have you on. And today we're talking all about social media and just things that gyms can be doing, just have a strong social media presence. So, but before we like hop into that, just tell the people at home, you know, let them know who you are, you know, the hats you wear, where you're from and all the good stuff. So my name is Lauren Oakley and I work for Star Athletics, New Jersey as a coach. And then I actually do all the social media and the marketing for both Star Athletics gyms. We have one in Georgia, and then we have the one in New Jersey also. I was a former teacher. I did that while I was coaching. And then as I had my first child, it just kind of like morphed into this like marketing job. And so lucky that Lee Grobstein, who owns Star Athletics, takes this all seriously. And we just kind of ran with it right when it was becoming a big thing. We jumped on like Facebook and just started promoting the gym like crazy. And we ended up growing from like 75 athletes when he took over the gym to like now over 300. And then we built a gym from scratch or he built a gym from scratch and then I just promoted it. And also they're doing what they do also down there and they almost have 300 kids too. So we've done a lot of promoting, a lot of social media and that's kind of the hat that I wear now. I coach one team, a junior medium three team and I market the gym and it's my favorite thing to do and I love it. So it's kind of my story. Yeah. <laughs> love it. And that's actually, 
if I ever get out of the cheer game, I'm either going to go into real estate or I'm going to marketing. Those seem like yeah. the two things like I would want to do to get into marketing. Um, but real quick, so I do this because I'm kind of like the marketing guy at the gym. Yeah. And we have a we have a multi-sport facility, cheer, dance, gymnastics, swim, bunch of stuff, right? And mm-hmm. since this is like the the area outside of cheer that I'm like the strongest at, you know, people always look to me and go, Jason, you know, what about this? What should we do with our this or this? And I always try to explain like the difference between like marketing and social media, mm-hmm. right? And because the, they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So real quick, just give me your thoughts on the, the differences between marketing and social media. Well, marketing has like a targeted like goal. So what are you trying to grow and what message do you want to put out there to grow it? So a lot of people just post things on social media randomly, and that's great for your exposure and someone will see it and And you're going to grow followers and try to get likes and things like that. But if they're not the right people and it's not the right message, then you're not going to end up getting the success stories that you want with it. So everything I do is like very calculated. Like I have all these different, like throughout the years, I've just developed all these systems to try to make this work for us. And I know the industry really well and I know like the sport really well. So it helps me as a marketing person. I I actually am not a marketing person as much as I'm like a cheerleading person. So it works like really well for me because I understand like what season we're going through and like it's tryout season and it's summit season and whatever it is, like I know it really well. And I have these like targeted plans to try to help grow whatever we're trying to grow, whether it's classes or it's, you know, it's tryout season or it's, you know, just anything. So Media is great and social media is awesome and we use it as a tool, but it's not like our plan completely. So I guess that's my difference is that one has goals where the other one is just like likes and, you know, growing Mm -hmm. your brand that way. So, all right, well, let's hop straight into this. What do you think the point of having a strong social media presence is like, or what's the point of social media for gyms? I think in general, I don't like waiting for anyone else to tell me what is happening at the gym. Like I want to be the person that sends the messages out about cheerleading. So this goes like way back until like when I was like a kid and everybody around me was like, cheerleading's not a sport. Cheerleading's not a sport. And that's all I heard when I was growing up. And like, it was like my mission in life or something to prove to everyone this activity that I was doing was worthwhile and it was awesome. And it, and we were athletic just the same as any other sport. So I think the reason that you want social media is because you want to be the person that's telling everybody what your gym is about. And you're not waiting for anyone else to do it. You're not waiting for a disgruntled parent to do it online. You're not waiting for some cheering on to do it. You're doing it yourself and you're taking control of your image and your brand and you what you want people to see and think about your gym. There we go. So Let's go here, Lauren. When we first uh, connected, you Mm -hmm. were talking about, and real quick, everyone. So guys, if you don't follow Star Athletics on social media, it is a, dare I say, they have the best social media in the game. And that's coming from me. Tons of people come up to me and go, Jason, Americans Instagram, your social media is so good. So, and I get... I get tons of compliments about our social media, and I'm letting you know that if you do not follow Star Athletics, you need to do so immediately because they have a great, it looks so clean, so uniform. Like you said, it looks super organized, detail and thought into what the posts are going to be. So let's talk about some of those strategies that you guys implement to make you know just a strong social media presence. And I'll say this myself, actually, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. The reason why I believe in social media and marketing like this is when I was in junior college, I cheered at Palomar College. 
And this is before YouTube. So way before YouTube, but you know, the internet works, right? And But mm-hmm. we were getting online and just trying to find cheer videos, right? And so we're mm-hmm. just hungry for cheer videos and trying to see, you know, everything. And yeah. someone had put together some website that they took every cheer video that there was. It was college cheer videos. All these college cheer videos of all these, you know, great teams. And they're all like in one place. So it was super cool. I remember like watching and I found out about Stephen F. Austin State University, which is the school I end up going to, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw how I'd never heard of the school before, but I saw all their videos online and was like, mm-hmm. this school is amazing. Like, these guys are just next level good at cheerleading. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast forward, I end up going to school there. That's where I end up transferring because I just I saw them online and thought they were great. And I remember thinking I could give that experience to – to athletes as a coach. And I was like, if we build, and this now Instagram is just now starting to come out. I don't even think there's videos at the time when we're doing this, Mm -hmm. but I remember wanting to build up a strong social media presence so that high school kids and junior college kids would look at CBU the same way I looked at SFA and be like, that's the school I have to go to, right? Because they were just, they just happened to have lots of videos online. And I was like, man, the school, if I hadn't seen those videos, I would have known, I would have had known idea, no idea who they were. And, you know, mm-hmm. would have ended up going somewhere else. And so started to build our social media. And that's the same idea that I do with American. So anyway, long story short, that's how I fell in love with it. And it's awesome. <laughs> when we first connected, we talked about, or you were talking about some things that you have that would help programs build their social media presence. So right. could we hop into some of those? Yeah. So I kind of studied what I've done for the past couple of years and just like kind of tried to take it to five steps just to make it so easy for people to like remember these five steps, what they could be doing. And it's not easy. I'm not trying to say that all of this media that I do is easy by any means, but it is calculated and it does become easier as you keep doing it. So the first thing I just wanted to say is that if you're trying to tackle this like alone, if you're a gym and you're trying to promote yourself and you're trying to do it with just like one person, and if you're the gym owner, even you absolutely don't have time to do it. So the first thing that you really have to do before we get into anything is like, make sure you find like a really good team of people that's going to understand the importance of media. And it doesn't even have to be someone that's really good at it right now, but it has to be someone that's like really, really passionate and really passionate about your gym and really passionate about the kids at the gym and just wanting the best for them. Cause like, like you said, like you wanted that like emotion that you had when you were watching all those videos, you want that to happen when people watch your videos. So you can't do this alone. Like if you are a gym owner and you're like, well, I don't have a really big staff. It's really important that you involve like parents and kids and just whoever you can to try to get your messages out there. So like before we even go into like the five steps, it's like essential that you just have like an amazing team of people. All my, mm-hmm. all the coaches at the gym help with media, like parents help us. They, we have a lot of volunteers that help us with photography and everything. It's just, it's just like finding your people is like, honestly, one of the most important things before we even get into anything. Cause if you have a strategy, but you have no one to implement it, it doesn't really work. So I guess the first, like, and that goes into the first, like, thing that I wanted to say, the first thing that you really have to do is be consistent with what you're doing. Like, make sure everybody knows that you're going to post and what you're going to post is meaningful, worthwhile, and really, really nice. The things you were saying about Star, like, clean and detailed and things like that, it's completely calculated because we want, like, our routines to look that way. And then so, Mm -hmm. in turn, like, if our routines look that way, like I want our media to look that way too. So anybody that's like thinking about joining the gym just knows what they're going to get before they walk in the door. So the consistency of like, 
posting on a, with a calendar in mind. I know that I kind of switch it up from time to time, like how much I'm posting a day or, you know, how much I'm posting a week just to see like, you know, what's getting the most engagement. But I have a consistent calendar and everything that I do has goals with it. So, you know, if I post something like a, a testimonial, I know that I want to grow whatever I'm posting about that week. And so the consistent mm -hmm. calendar with goals is just so, so important. Like anything that you plan in your life, like take out a desk calendar and just like kind of write it all out and really plan, plan ahead too, because it gets overwhelming if you wait till last minute and then you try to do all this stuff. So that's my first. So plan. real quick. Yeah. So let's dive into that. I was thinking about sure. going through all five, but let's just dive into this consistency mm -hmm. with a goal. So if you don't mind me asking, what's on sure. the calendar for this week? Well, this week, so I usually do a two like scheduled posts and that's the stuff where like you can plan it ahead. You'll schedule like, um, this is on sale at the pro shop this week. I talked to my friend who works uh, the pro shop and I ask is there something that you want to, if you want to sell it, okay, let me sell it. If there's a class that I know is new or there's like something, a new schedule, I have two scheduled posts a week that go out every single week. It's consistent. And then everything else is what's going on inside the gym. Cause that's where like social media and market blend yep. together. Like I'll market something and, real quick, and then I'll let me show interrupt. it. Yeah. With the scheduled post, are mm -hmm. you doing this? I assumed we were talking about Instagram, but what platforms are we using right now? I'm using, Star? I'm using, well, I started out solely Facebook and Twitter and that's where I hung out a lot. And now I'm starting to hang out. Just um, Instagram is just like blown up into reels and stories yep. and it's just like all encompassing. So I spend a lot of the time using just the meta publisher. So it goes to Instagram mm -hmm. and Facebook yep. mostly. Okay. Yep. So you use the scheduling tool mm -hmm. from the yep. meta business mm -hmm. page. Right. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying I'm trying to spell it out for anyone listening who's like scribbling down notes Go right now. It. Like how she's scheduling these yeah, posts right now. <laughs> and, okay. and it's so totally you're scheduling free. your posts through the mm -hmm. meta app. Yeah. Yep. It's totally free. If you have a business page, it comes with it. You don't have to, you know, hire a third party or anything. It's like all all me just doing it on the scheduler. Okay. So now you have, you're scheduling out the posts. So they go mm -hmm. out on Instagram and on Facebook. So now let's get into those two scheduled posts a week that mm -hmm. you do. Okay. Um, it's like, I have like, I just redid this, this like strategy that I have. So it, mm -hmm. I can't really like dive into each one like completely, but there's like one side of it is where you want to like sell something. And then one side of it's like where you want to like show something. So you either mm -hmm. like it fits into those like two categories. And if I, I should hit both categories every single week, I want to sell something or I want to show something that we're doing at the gym. And by show something, you're talking about like skills, like a kid, you know, we're talking yeah. about the level four class or, mm -hmm. right. you know, if, junior gold or whoever, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you can like track what you've been showing. And sometimes I'll, you know, text some of the coaches like, oh, I didn't show like youth black in a while. Like, can we get their stuff online a little bit more? And I like kind of track like what I'm showing too. So I can make sure everybody's yeah. on there. Yeah. There we go. And so I wanted to talk to you about this, about the balance and kind of seeing you were going to hop around because I got a list of questions and we're going to see <laughs> what order we do them in. All right. So but I want to talk to you about the balance. I think there's another thing that I feel that people, they miss out on the balance between the two parts of the social media and the marketing, especially when it comes to the social media component of mm -hmm. it, is that they don't, they either sell too much or they mm -hmm. show too much and they're right. not doing the right. combination of both. So mm -hmm. do you want to talk to me about, tell us why we need to be selling and showing and why we yeah. shouldn't just be doing one or the other. 
Well, the second thing actually on my list is it was first to be consistent, but the second one was to be visible. And I'm, and my, like my whole mantra is show, not tell. You mm -hmm. could tell people a million things and every single gym could say the same thing. Like I'm a championship gym and we train champions and we're good for kids. And unless you actually show it, no one's going to step foot inside your gym if you don't mm -hmm. prove it. So yes, you have to tell people that you've won summit and you've, you know, won this competition and you, you know, have this class available. And, but unless you can actually like show someone inside and be really, really visible, it, it doesn't, it falls flat and you won't reach as many people as you possibly could. I mean, it's like the same thing yeah. as like, if I posted like, or if I like, I don't know if you guys have diners, we have diners in New Jersey. <laughs> and I always use this example, <laughs> like on the placemats at the diner, there would just be like you know, a little section where people could market their, their business. And I always mm -hmm. thought about this. Like if I just put like star athletics on that placemat, maybe I'd get like a couple of people to be interested in it, but like I, they have no idea what it is and they don't like know why mm -hmm. they should send their kid there or what it looks like or what it feels like. So we're just like in like the perfect, we have such a perfect opportunity to tell people that, we are having tryouts and go to the gym and this is, you know, you can be on one of our teams and then we can like show them why they should be on our teams too. So show, not tell. That's like my whole mantra. So it's really important to like make sure people can see it. There we go. Good stuff. Number three is. <laughs> and number three, I have to say this and it sounds really awful, but you have to be critical of what you're posting. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Just the same that you're critical of the skills that you see and the things that you know are going to be judged. You have to judge your social media like you're judging your cheerleading routines. And you have to assume that people are judging your product just as hard as those judges are anyway. When you do competitive cheerleading, you know that you're getting judged. Mm -hmm. But like kids, parents, even judges. I mean, like you have to know that people in the industry are looking at your stuff. So like yeah. before star steps out on the mat, I'm hoping that they know that our product looks a certain way. Being really critical of your stuff is really important. And if it doesn't look good online, it's not worth people's like time. And that's like what you have to kind of go, go with. It's actually made me a better yeah. coach too. Cause as I like edit videos and like, you know, you're cutting things, I'm like, well, I have to cut that out. Cause that doesn't look good. And then I'll go back mm -hmm. the next day at the gym and be like, okay guys, that really didn't look good. Like let's fix this. Yeah. So yeah, it's just the same critical nature you have as a coach or a judge or anything, it has to be the same way when you're posting online. So be critical. Mm -hmm. There we go. That's a big one for me. All right. So let's go to four and five. Four is be opportunistic. Work smarter, not harder. I think sometimes we don't feel like we have enough content to post all the time. Like, oh, I don't have anything to post. So like today I'm not going to do it. Or I, I don't have anything to schedule, but like we're in such an awesome, like most people have desk jobs that try to do social media and they're like, well, what content can we pull out of the sky to make our business look worthwhile for people? And ours is just like amazing. Like we throw people in the air and they tumble. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. so many opportunities to like film and pump out content, even little things. I don't know if it was COVID that made me think differently about all this stuff. I always think if I can't get media out of this thing that we're doing, then it's not worth the time that I put into it because Let's say that you had, we had a, a new uniform debut this year. Our elite teams are getting new uniforms at Star. And we could have just literally posted the picture of the new uniform and been like, this is it. It's great. And, and that post might last like 10 seconds on someone's, you know, timeline, go right by mm -hmm. it. But we like blew it up into this like huge event, this like fashion show. We, you know, we had a photo shoot. We had all the kids in the gym at both locations and we had runway models and just like 
all of that created so much media too. And it was like such good publicity for our gym that we took like one little like new uniform sample and we like turned it into this like big deal. And that gave me content for like, like weeks and weeks and weeks. So be opportunistic and like really just see like, you know, you can get a popcorn stand at your showcase and it'll last like 20 minutes. The kids are happy. But if you get like this, like really cool photo spot at the showcase, and then now kids are pumping out pictures and you can use some of the content, just try your best to work smarter is my other one. There we go. So we're going to dive into all of these. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's get into number five then. Number five is be a competitive student because all of us have that in us. If we're in competitive cheer, we're in, you know, our own businesses. I mean, I don't own a cheer gym, but like if you are a business owner, you're trying to be a competitive person. You want kids to come in your gym. So the competition comes easy for us. So just the same as you compete with your cheering teams, you have to compete with your media. Like look around the industry, what are people doing? And you want to do it better than them. Like every gym that you look at and you're like, I love what they're doing. How can I do that in my gym? Because my kids deserve that experience and I want to do it like 10 times better. And then like also social media is always changing too. So it's like being a student on social media means like post, see how it does. It might flop but then you change it and you fix it. And then all of a sudden, like your reach Mm -hmm. is higher and your engagement is higher too. So being a student sometimes means like really failing at what you're doing and then figuring it out. And luckily nothing lasts too long on people's like timeline. So if it really doesn't work, that's fine. You can go back the next day and like try to get better. There we go. All right. So we have be be consistent. Yep. Be visible, right? So don't tell. Need to be critical about the things Mm -hmm. that you post. Right. Opportunistic. Take advantage of the opportunities that you have. And what I really liked about this is, you know, like a lot of people have desk jobs and they're trying to figure out what what is post worthy around here. But we literally have kids in the gym every day who are Mm -hmm. doing cool flips and stunts and performing. And there's just so much stuff. You have classes going. There's so much stuff available to post Mm -hmm. and then be a competitive student, which I absolutely love. I have so many questions to ask you, but since this is this is like a topic that I really love, I just want to talk to you about all sorts of things. You know, there's one thing I will say about your social media, because not every gym is a summit championship winning gym, right? You met, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you win something, you want to show that off. Not everyone win, mm-hmm. wins NCA, not everyone wins Worlds. Right. But, you know, it's not about, you don't have to win these great competitions to mm-hmm. have a great social media presence, you know? No. And I read this, uh, I think it was in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If it wasn't in the book, it was said by the author of the book. But I remember he was talking to an author about how to be a better author, right? He said something about, you need to take a marketing class. And she's like, I'm not going to take a marketing class. Like I'm a writer. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, you see, you see what that says on the cover of my book? It says best-selling author. Right. He said, it didn't say, you know, I'm not the best writer. I'm just mm-hmm. the best-selling author, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not about, you don't necessarily have to be the best at your craft 
right. as far as cheerleading is concerned, to have mm-hmm. a really good social media presence mm-hmm. and a really good social media presence, a hundred percent will drive people to your gym because Correct. that's what most of us use when we want to, you know, when we want to find a new restaurant, the first thing we do is hop on Yelp. Yep. We get on Yelp and we, we look through. And if they have a good, you know, if they can, if their Yelp page looks okay, we go, hey, let's go check it out, right? Correct. And if they don't have a presence, I don't go there. <laughs> like, I really don't. I do yeah. this all the time. Like, I don't go to their restaurant if they don't post anything because I don't know what mm-hmm. it looks like and stuff. So, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when people do their shopping, when people shop around for gyms or whatever it is, yeah. they go online. You know, people go on Instagram before they're going to the website. They're going to Instagram, checking Mm -hmm. out the Instagram, seeing what it's like, the environment's like inside the Mm -hmm. gym or inside of whatever business that Mm -hmm. is. And then they go from there. People go on Instagram before they visit your gym. And if you think about like trying to get competitors to come to your gym and other kids, like, yeah, they may not be able to come inside your gym. So like the only thing you can do is show them as much as you can on Instagram because they're there. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. you said, it's just so important and I love it. And it gave us like a whole new like way to show off what we do. So it's awesome. So you talked about your team of people, like the very first thing you said. So I want to dive into more about the team of people and how you can structure what people you should have on your team. Us personally, an American, I used to do all the social media, like all the, the daily posts every single mm-hmm. day. Then right. we got into competition season and I'm like, man, I just can't do this anymore like i i don't care about social media right now i just care that these teams look good because you know xyz competition is coming up Mm -hmm. and then we got a team of people to actually help us out so talk to me about how you can assemble a team and you know who who would be good candidates for you know having on your social media team i just think about all the people that i bother every day for content and i'm going to tell you about these people because they're amazing and they're awesome so all of our coaches they like know how important this is because like their teams are only as good as the kids that walk through the door. They kind of understand like the more that they give me, the more that they get back from it. Like the coaches that work at star in both Atlanta and New Jersey do a very good job of like filming what they do at practice. So like if there's like a coach counting, that person's not in charge of like filming, but like the other person might swoop in and like zoom in on a stunt like really quickly if they see something good going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've certainly felt that that is not as easy as it sounds to do. Like I know that this is not easy for people to like stop their coaching brain and turn on their media brain. I've just gotten really good at mm-hmm. it. So like essential for me to leave a practice with media like that is in my brain Mm -hmm. and it's like like no question that after a junior gold practice like I'll have at least 10 videos that I feel like I could use um that's not everybody's brain not everybody's brain works like that because it's not their job to work like that their job is to coach but as like I bother them for media I'm like you know what can you like send me something from this team or send me something from this team in Atlanta we actually like have a whole group that we have like this whole text message that comes by with just like content like videos and things that are going on inside the gym i don't live in atlanta or in winder where the gym is i don't live there but no one would know that if they looked at the atlanta instagram because like that team Mm -hmm. of people is pumping out videos to me all the time so we use our staff very very well in that aspect they understand the importance of it those people like again know whatever they give to this they'll get back at tryout season or you know Mm -hmm. mid-season or whatever And then I use parents for things. We have some extremely selfless parents that some parents like 
stay the entire day at a competition just to like photograph or they stay to film all the teams from like a good angle. We have, I mean, I could think of all of them in Atlanta and I'm just so appreciative of them. And I think of them in New Jersey. Like we have all of these selfless parent volunteers that like, again, like they want to help out too, because as good as the media is, is the, the better their kid's team is going to be next year. They like understand yep. the importance of this. And we all just kind of work together. I even do things like we let the kids do some of it too. We have mm -hmm. team Instagram. Sometimes the kids go into it. And they love posting stuff and showing off their, I mean, they're more talented than anyone. The kids are just amazing <laughs> at it. So, but um, yeah. sometimes we even let the kids have their phones at practice and we're like, here, go ahead. And then, you know, send me all of the videos that you get. So again, we have like just such an opportunity. We have the team of people around us already and we don't have to go searching that far. We don't have to put job descriptions up for it. People are just like so interested yeah. in it when it becomes part of the culture at your gym. Just like film, like do it, film it and post it. Yeah. And if you don't mind, Lauren, yeah. I know I'm interviewing you, but do you mind if I throw in some, some advice as well as far as a team of people? Please. Well, that's why we're talking. I would love <laughs> advice. That's amazing. <laughs> there we go. And this is just, this is what we've done is mm -hmm. now we just hire people in the gym just to do social media. So okay. I do the marketing part as far as when, if we have fundamentals coming up or mid season yeah. or those mm -hmm. things and making sure that this is our timeline of when we need to get these posts done. Mm -hmm. But as far as like stories are concerned yeah, or the reels nowadays like with the reels, we just have athletes on the teams who mm -hmm. like, Hey, you're getting paid from four to seven and mm -hmm. we need social media. Right. So if Correct. you look at our social media, pretty much a hundred percent of it of the stories are done by athletes who are, you know, being paid for that three hours or whatever the case may be. So anyway, it is, that has been a game changer for us is just hiring someone or a couple kids. We probably have three or four kids, athletes in the gym who mm -hmm. just run the stories and the reels for our social media. So that has helped awesome. a ton. That way I know we get daily content every single day. And mm -hmm. then I can focus on the other parts of the marketing and the social media. So, yep. all right. Uh, be consistent with a goal. So dive into that. What do you mean like with a goal? What types of goals are we setting? And what do you mean by that? Well, there's certain like, I guess there's, it's different for us because our enrollment season is not like, it's not every day that we have kids join our all-star teams. So there are different goals that I have throughout the year because I can't have someone join our, you know, senior level five team in like November. Like that doesn't make any sense. So mm -hmm. the goals at that time of year are either like maybe to promote your showcase or to sell clothes or there, there has to be some sort of like different like time of year. So the goals that we have is just based on like the calendar of like what's going on at the gym and what can be enrolling and what can grow at that time. I'll like actually like think about it on a calendar. What would like need to be sold in November? And it's not always the all-star mm -hmm. program because that tryout is in May. So can I get someone to like buy something from the pro shop? Can I get someone to come to mm -hmm. showcase that isn't already part of the program that might be later? Like the goals I have are calendar based basically and how I can- yep fill that month with something that'll help the gym. There we go. A hundred percent. I got, I got to dive into this again. I I'm, I'm glad that we do so many things similar um, because yeah, I get out our calendar and I go, okay, from this time, let's say from July until August, I'm promoting our fundamentals program mm -hmm. and everything is yep. going, going to be about fundamentals. 
And then as soon as August hits and Fundamentals has started, I'm going to start promoting Cheer 101. And when that is done, I'm going to start promoting Mid-Season. And when Mid-Season is done, I'm going to start promoting Fundamentals Session Mm -hmm. 2 again. And then I'm going to get into our full season teams Mm -hmm. and be promoting that. And, you know, and we have a bunch of other things that we throw in there too, but whoever's in charge of the marketing, get, you should get out a calendar and say, these are the things that we need to promote during the year. And you should Mm -hmm. plan that, you know, in the summer and go, okay, this is the rest of the year and know exactly what you're going to promote when you're going to promote. It doesn't have to be down to, at least for me, it doesn't have to be down to the nitty gritty on September 17th, I'm going to post this, but at least in general, a general layout of what your year looks like. And then you can go into that and start promoting those things individually Mm -hmm. and then break those things down to, you know, on September 17th, we're going to be promoting these things. Mm -hmm. So definitely I highly recommend and co-sign what Lauren said, get yourself a calendar and know exactly when you're going to be doing this. And like you said before, having pre-scheduled posts will save a lot. You know, I just got done marketing um, all of our mid-season stuff. Yep. So all of our mid-season stuff is already ready to go. All the mm-hmm. emails are already set. I have the videos ready to push out. You know, all those things are ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about promoting mid-season. I know it's right. going to do it now, right? right. And then mm-hmm. we have our kids are going to, you know, have their graphics and go on top of that. Correct. So there should be like staples that you have all the time to do that. Yep. Yeah. Half year, whatever you have at your gym, you should know it's coming, plan for it, post Mm -hmm. schedule, and then you could take care of the other stuff that you have to worry about. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. instead of, and here's the other big thing for us, instead of waiting for tryouts for brand new kids to walk in the door, we've already started that process in September with fundamentals. Correct. So we have fundamentals that come in and they mm-hmm. roll over to mid-season. We get brand new kids to do our mid-season program. Mm-hmm. And now we have all of these kids who then go into our full season prep teams yeah. and our full season mid or our full season elite teams because, and they've already been with us for right. six months or so, right? Instead of yeah. waiting until May and just hoping that kids walk in the door. Yeah. If you wait till that time, you're way late. So people laugh at me mm-hmm. how early I start talking about all this stuff, but I'm like, you guys, if we started doing it in April, we would be late by a lot. So yes, the kids need mm-hmm. to be in the gym. They need to be working with the staff already. You need to give them opportunities to do that for sure. So your marketing and media, I mean, media is great, but if you're like marketing like tools and like the funnels and all that behind it aren't there, then it doesn't matter anyway. So it's important for sure. So your third thing on the list was be visible. So mm-hmm. dive in a little bit about being visible. We don't have a waiting room window and that's like something that Lee believes that we do not have. But I always talk about that, like, I am the waiting room window. I'm the one that mm-hmm. gets to show off the gym and what's going on inside. And I show like the, the silliest things sometimes. Like if you, if you think about like your cheer, like competition events, like you might only think about like performance on the floor, but like I'm showing warmups, I'm showing before it. Like you have to show all these like little things that the parents don't get to experience because that like creates this like this feeling about your gym that like makes like a cohesive thing and it makes mm-hmm. kids want to be there. So like we, some people just like show stunts and whatever's going on, but like show like the team huddles and how teamwork is happening at your gym or like show some of the coaches like talking um, about like their strategies or what they're doing. So the more you can show as like the waiting room window, the better that you are or the better that you have a chance that someone like sees it and wants to do it. Yeah. And it's like taking parents and just anyone on your, any of your followers just behind the curtain Mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, Correct. and being like, oh, this is what it's really like 
in a warm-up room. Some of our best li- – I love going live in the warm-up room. I don't like oh, yeah. doing it with, like, my teams. But going live in the warm-up room is, like, one of my favorite things to do because so many people don't actually get to see what the warm-up room is actually like. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, it's like, you know, so many people are, like, so intrigued by – what that's like or when we just go live at the gym in general just that taking behind the curtain i I think you put it exactly right like you get to be that that viewing room lobby Mm -hmm. for your followers Mm -hmm. okay now here's the here's here's where i get with the kids um especially (laughs) you know with teenagers who do the stories Mm -hmm. like i said before and this is where i am like the most i get on them the most about this uh being critical about what they actually post so like like you said, you you talked about as critical as you are with the teams, that's the, what your social media – because that's what you're showing to the world. You're uh-huh. showing the world, you know, this, right? And so, you know, I, I get on the kids where I'm like, guys, there's no way in the world you posted that. And so- <laughs> I know. I tell them I can take anything but- down that you do. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. I, and believe me, I do. I get mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> at the too. end of the night, I'm like going through. I'm like, yep, taking that down. Yeah, yep. that like down. Sorry, yeah, kids. I know, I know. There's like, there's good and bad times. Like the kids will focus on like one little thing, and then in the background, something else happened, and you're like, okay, well, she just fell out of stunt. So like, no, we're gonna take that down. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, uh huh, yeah. And I will say that because I, I there's there's a healthy balance between the two because I think people some people get so critical that they don't post anything, and so. Mm-hmm. You do need to post. And you said this yeah. before, the more you post, you get better at it as you mm-hmm. post, especially with that competitive spirit. You'll post something, you'll see what works, what doesn't work. But sometimes we don't post anything because mm-hmm. it's not absolutely perfect as far right. as either the skill that we're showing or we don't feel like our actual like editing is good enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have to go through a point of being not good at something before you can get good at it. And the Correct. only way to get better at it is to you know, consistently, like you said, consistently post and you'll mm-hmm. start getting better. You know, I had to edit videos and, you know, for the gym. Right. And I easily or not easily, I started um, slowly getting better at actually editing the videos on what goes online. And, mm-hmm. but I had to start somewhere. So coaches Correct. don't be super critical where you're not posting anything, but don't let the kids go out there and look a hot mess. And, you know, kids are, like you said, falling out of stunts in the background yeah. and ankles <laughs> like, are apart. And you're like, what yeah. is this? Yeah, like, so. uh, that's not what we do. But yeah, it's, it is actually really true. And I'm glad that you said that because I didn't mention anything about that. Like, there are so many times where I mess up on posting something or like something that's not perfect, but like it's done. And I feel like I did my job for the day and like done is better than perfect on social media because mm-hmm. people fly by it in like 0.5 mm-hmm. seconds. Like, Sometimes like I have a typo, like my one friend will tell me, but like only one person out of the reach of 3000 told me that there was a ty- like people don't, it can't always be this like super critical thing. Cause then you'll like get stuck on it. And like you said, you'll never post. So sometimes yeah. it's just like, go for it, do it. If it fails, fix it. Yeah, and that's sure. it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that it's perfect. And, you know, and I, I think about the podcast, this podcast is by no means perfect. I think when this post this is going to be episode 77, Congratulations. I, think, I think this is going to be episode. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's been a, a hit and miss, you know, up and down the whole time. I've had to have people tell me all sorts of things that are like wrong with the podcast. And I go, okay, but I've gotten better. At it. But I had to start oh, yeah. somewhere. So coaches, make sure you start somewhere, but don't let these people go out there and be a hot mess. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a balance for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Opportunistic. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. I mean, 
I am just like the stickler for this. If you cannot get media out of it, like don't even bother doing it at the gym. Like there's, okay, so the event happens and the kids inside saw it and you like those, like however many kids you have in your gym were so excited by it, that's great. But like, if you can't show everyone what that was, like it's not worth all the time that you did to like promote things. So like, mm-hmm. let's say you decorated the lobby and you spent like eight hours decorating it and it was perfect, but you didn't show anyone from the outside. It was like, you just wasted all that opportunity to like get a new client or like get someone else to be excited mm-hmm. about it. Everything you do should be able to be captured on film or photograph. And then once you do that, send yeah. it out. Yeah. And you know that that reminds me of there was a apparently it was a it was a trend on TikTok. It wasn't like a huge one, but it was a trend on TikTok. Uh-huh. And it was about people showing off their campus, right? And it would show uh-huh. it was they were just showing off their campuses. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I was like, we could totally do that for the gym. And we showed off the gym and we just mm-hmm. went, Perfect. you know, it had the same music and had these like jump cuts and all these things. And so we just did the same exact thing and just showed off the gym, right? Mm-hmm. I, that's why I think about like, like when you went through that, but there's like all these other opportunities, which tra- especially on TikTok, tons of trends on TikTok that mm-hmm. you can go, how can I switch that and make that a, mm-hmm. a cheer thing, right? right? There's that one the cranberry juice where the dude, it was the Fleetwood Mac. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, it was a trend. He was drinking crane apple juice, crane apple juice, cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> There's crane apple juice. But I think anyway, that's a thing. <laughs> no, it is a thing, it's but a he thing. wasn't drinking crane. He was definitely uh, drinking cranberry okay. juice. Okay. Like, crane apple is like what I drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but be opportunist. There's tons of trends always going on on, on social media mm-hmm. that you could easily turn into. Mm-hmm. Things that you're this one one of our thing has like twenty thousand views on it. I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. That always the, happens to me. That always happens. I'll spend five hours on like, something. Gosh. The views were like nothing, and then this random like I'll like film the corner of the gym for like five seconds, mm-hmm. and it's twenty thousand views. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, and yeah, the kids were like, "Coach, this is this is a trend on TikTok," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay." And so I go and I'm doing some stupid dance. And I do some stupid dance. It's set to some, I can't remember. It's a pretty popular song. Um, but, you know, I do the dance. And, you know, next thing I look up, we're, you know, 20,000 views on TikTok or Instagram, whatever what it was. And I was I like, know. there you go. But great exposure for the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, then- and those opportunities are out mm-hmm. there. And then anytime that like you post something that the kids find really fun, well, they post it on their social media and then all their friends see mm-hmm. it and it just like spreads. So the more you can like get kids to love what you're posting, like even better. So like, yeah, that little silly dance you did or whatever, everyone's like, yeah, share. He's so cool. And that's it. Oh, and here's another, you just mentioned this just now. And it's one of those things. I love it when, when the kids do, I actually need to tell them to, I used to tell them to do it and I don't tell them to do it anymore. But when they, anytime it's on the story, if whoever's doing the social media tags, the actual kid who's in it, it's guaranteed to get reposted on their story. 100%. It's guaranteed. So if the kid's doing, if you have 20 kids do, you know, your small senior fours doing squad standing tucks and you tag 20 different kids in it, I guarantee you 20 different kids are going to repost that right. on their story and, and get shared out to everyone. Let's not forget what social media it is. It's all about connections. So like, how can mm-hmm. you connect to these kids accounts, their parents' accounts, like even your competitors and whoever, like in the industry, like the more you connect with people, the higher your reach is. And the more people mm-hmm. think you're like, you know, a reputable company, if you're working with all of these different kids and they're all excited about what they're doing. So it's all yeah. about connections. Don't just be like a Bolton board 
like you want to actually like reach out into the world and, you know, make different connections, which is what your podcast is doing right now too. So that's pretty cool. Trying our best. Yeah. All right. So let's hop into number five, mm-hmm. uh, being a competitive student. Give me a few resources um, that have really helped you, whether it's another, whether it's a book, a class, another social media account, like what have, what's like really helped you like hone this? The only thing that I can say is that a Canva provides so mm. much material. It is a website that you can design everything on. It's a design website, which I use like for a lot of the stuff that we put out there, but there are so many mm. resources on there and templates on there and things that like you could just look at and you get better as you read all of their stuff that they put out. And I'm just going to say like, that is the number one thing that people should be on and using. Canva to me is just like an amazing resource of information and other than that, I'm just like a media shark. Like I just look at mm-hmm. all cheer media all the time and just see like what I like and what I don't. Uh, when we started uh, like very long time ago, it was Austin Cheer Factory. And now they have like an awesome mm-hmm. gym in Texas now. That's It's a different name, but like they they always do the best stuff and like they always look so good and their image is beautiful. So I just... I like looking at what everyone else does. And like, sometimes I do exactly what they do and like a little bit different with the own like star way, or like maybe I just Mm -hmm. like come up with an idea because of some of the accounts that I look at online. And you also have to look at just the cheer industry either. I mean, sometimes you can look at just a random thing then you're like, oh yeah, we're going to do that too. Like, like I look at dancing schools a lot and gymnastics and figure skating and just kind of our own little, like, it's kind of our niche of like all those, those sports that have like high flying maneuvers, I guess you could say that yeah. how are, how is anyone else doing this in this after school industry that we have? So I'm, I'm all over the place with it. I don't just look at cheer accounts. In fact, I, I look probably outside cheer more than anything. Real quick. So, mm-hmm. oh, so let me, two things, uh, shout out to OC all stars. Oh yeah. OC all stars. You guys are doing a so good. Dude, they're doing a fantastic job. I'm telling you, they're doing a fantastic job. Mandy, Agreed. DJ, John, whoever, you know, whoever. Oh, Allie Clue. That's my girl. Shout out to all you guys. You guys are doing a fantastic job with your social so media. Uh, follow OC All Stars. So good. It makes but me yeah, want to so, join. Like, that's the point of it. It makes right? some kid yeah, watch it, it and be like, I want to be there. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned Canva. And so that was a question I had for you. So what other apps, are there any other apps? What apps do people need to have or like must have apps for social media? I think that, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Canva fan. It's like, I have all these other apps and I find myself like using Canva the most. So if I have other apps, like they'll eventually like go away. A lot of this stuff is crazy too. I used to spend so much time editing all these videos on all these video editing, editing apps. And now it's just like, like with reels, you edit it like right in there. I mean, you shouldn't always do that. You should Mm -hmm. edit also off of it too. But, um, the amount of stuff that is just available to us that's not like that we used to have to like go out and figure out the best app for that and like what can I do there like mm-hmm. I, I do most of it in Canva most of my things that I do in Canva yep. if you wanted to add it to be sparkly like you could do that in Canva if you want to take out the background you could do that in Canva if you wanted to post a graphic about your classes you could do that in Canva like and they even have like video editing stuff now too it's just like this one-stop shop that I could not live without so I even got rid of all of like my Adobe stuff because Canva was just like, like basically it's just now my one-stop shop. And do you do Canva on the, or you probably doing both, but do you do on the mm-hmm. phone or on the like desktop? Um, desktop at like, you know, for pre-planned stuff. But like when I'm on the fly, at, I use my phone and my mm-hmm. phone is like 
my savior for that stuff. So yeah, Canva, my phone works go. just as well. Yeah. I am an Adobe Express guy, not Canva. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, I was at a time, I but then. <laughs> she, she says, I w- but I've elevated to a new level. <laughs> it's not that I elevated. It's just, it's Canva elevated, I think. I think that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ex- I just can't, you know. Canva is good. I, I do like Canva. I'm just so used to Adobe, Adobe mm-hmm. Express. So I really like Adobe Express. Yeah. Um, yeah. I use that a lot. Um, I did use Canva actually to do our tryout pack. This is the first year ever yep. that I actually did the tryout pack. I usually outsource it and do mm-hmm. all the information and then send oh, it yeah. to someone else. They send it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I was tired of that, like going back and forth with mm-hmm. the editor. editing. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it, right. I'm editing the editor. And I was like, it'd just be easier if I did it myself. And so Don't this year I did that? the tryout packet. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, we do all of our uh, stuff on Canva. I'm talking about from class, like uh, calendars mm-hmm. to yeah, like our packets and our code of conduct and everything. It's like, oh, Canva. That's it. Yeah, it's really easy so after you Canva. get used to it. Mm-hmm. I use CapCut. Is what that's been yes. my new thing. Yeah, um, a lot of people. I love just that. use. I just started using it maybe two months ago for video mm-hmm. editing, mm-hmm. and I really like CapCut. I used to be all iMovie. Right. I really like CapCut. CapCut's been really cool. I really like some of the features that they have on there. Yeah. I use Power um, Editor sometimes too. A CapCut is now everybody's favorite thing. So yeah, those two apps are pretty essential if you're editing yeah. video editing. Um, I actually got this. I don't know if it was Lee or maybe I could have been DMing you, but I remember mm-hmm. I DMed the star Instagram years ago mm-hmm. and was like, how did you get that photo to turn into a video? Like <laughs> That was really cool. And I, I don't, again, I don't remember if I had messaged Lee directly or if it was the Star Athletics, um, but it was Mo Show. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is a really cool app. I don't yeah. really use it anymore. But at the Mo time, I was like, cool. was like, this is a game change. So anyone yeah. who wants to do this, I don't do it as much, but Mo Show takes your still graphic and it mm-hmm. turns it into a video. So it yeah. just does little, just does little animations to make it go from just still and static yeah. just to a video. So it's really, really cool. I guess I'd be perfect like now, especially for <laughs> reels. So yeah, right. I love it. Mosho so is definitely one really of the ones that stuff. I use. Good stuff. All right. Let's hop into, oh, real quick. I want to do this. I do want to give a shout out because I am a big book guy and I did a whole episode on what your favorite, like my favorite, my top 10 favorite coaching books. So I'll real quick, I'll do my top favorite marketing books for anyone who wants to do wants, you know, hop in. So um, in no particular order, Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary V. Really, really good. The I'm writing these down. Ultimate, <laughs> oh yeah, write it down. These are <laughs> great game changers. Mm-hmm. And then The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes was really, really good. I really, really like that book. It's mostly about like the business, but there's a part on it on marketing, which just like blew me away. Mm-hmm. And then they ask you answer, and I can't remember who it's by, uh, but they ask you answer Daniel, maybe I, I can't remember if that's his name, but either way, those three books like really changed the way that I look at and attack like marketing and social media. Mm-hmm. They ask or ultimate sales machines, pretty old school, but those concepts still apply today, but mm-hmm. really good books. Especially if you like social media and you like marketing, you'll really like those books. So awesome. I can't wait to read them. Yeah. So let's um <laughs> let's hop into this. What are the big mistakes that you're seeing Jim's making like on social media? Um, I think the I would like to see more of the culture that goes on inside your gym. So I would guess that the biggest mistake is that like when you post I said this word before too, it's too much like a bolt board where it's like, we won this and, Mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, we have this class and, and I just wish that I could see like a little more like, what are you like? And why is your gym different than every other gym in America that's saying the same things? So um, I really would like to just get like more of a feel and maybe that's the business mistake. And I fall for it too all the time. Like it's just very easy to do those posts and that's what you have to do at, at certain points in the season. But obviously like I, we could story tell for, uh, for years, but someone like literally just called the gym and was like, can I come watch a practice? Cause I want to see what you guys are like. And I was like, oh man, like I feel like a failure. Cause like, that's my whole job is to like get you to see what it's like. <laughs> so, so it just like that would, I think that's the busy, biggest mistake that all of us make is that like, you know, I said, be consistent with your posting, but what you're posting is super important and giving people more of a feel of your culture and how you act with the kids and, you know, the environment and how you can show that off is, mm -hmm. I guess that's the biggest mistake is that people forget that that's what it's all about. And that's what actually that book, Jab, 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 Right Hook is all mm -hmm. about. Good. And he talks about too many times we're just throwing right hooks and we're just trying to make a sale. And like, mm -hmm. you, like it's a bulletin board, right? Right. Like mm -hmm. we just won this. We just mm -hmm. won this. And mm -hmm. here, come sign up for this class. Now right. sign up for this class. Now sign up for this class. Mm -hmm. And people don't get on social media to be sold to like that. They get on social right. media to be entertained and to mm -hmm. laugh and to feel emotions and right. to catch up with their friends. Right. And so- we should let, they should get a feel for what the gym is like. And they should mm -hmm. get another feel for what the gym is like. And they should see kids succeeding. They should do this. And then you ask them to join the class. And then they go, mm -hmm. oh, okay, yeah, they're more receptive to join a class when you've actually let them behind the curtain more. Yeah, and they trust you more. It's actually about. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Let, let's, let's, let's go into this because I've had you here for a while. Let's okay. go into this before we, I ask you our last couple of questions. Let's talk about the difference between stories and mm -hmm. the things that you post on your timeline. So how mm -hmm. do you differentiate between the two of those? Stories to me, well, they go away, right? So that would be the least edited, least combed through thing that I post. Um, that is like mm -hmm. certainly like more live, if you will, than anything else. Mm -hmm. So that really does give like a very good picture of what it's like inside the gym, but I don't spend a lot of time combing through it because it goes away. So anything on my timeline, like our, the Instagram timeline should be like, at this point it should be like beautiful and people will like scroll through it. So that stuff that people are looking at should be very put together, if you will. So stories mm -hmm. to me are like, that is realistic. I mean, every you want everything to look realistic, obviously, but like the things that you like, really take time and have a lot of pride in that is going on your Instagram, like timeline versus your story. Mm -hmm. And then you could of course always yep. like shove it on the story after my stories are usually just like, um, and they're, and they're more interactive too. The kids like interacting with the stories more. So that's where your interactive mm -hmm. posts go. I mean, you could do like quizzes or polls and kids are very likely to respond to the story and not always likely to see like the timeline ones. So there we go. Good stuff. I feel like I got to hop in now. Do this it. Is, I usually don't do interviews like this. I know, but but I, I love. I'm telling you, I love social media. Me too. And like just marketing the gym, it's like my favorite thing. But this is just advice to any anyone out there running the social media. So you mentioned the interactive part with the stories, mm -hmm. and yeah. so like be sure to keep interactive. You want your engagement to be high on your stories. Mm -hmm. So I tell our our athletes who run the stories like, Hey, always start off with a quiz or a poll mm -hmm. or a slider or something like that, because you want the algorithm to go, Hey, people are interacting with this and to push this out to all the other people mm -hmm. in 
in the market, right? That follow you. First thing we post is fundamentals and <laughs> no one wants to join fundamentals. Everyone just skips over it and the Instagram goes, oh, it doesn't really seem like people care too much about what's going on in Correct. American right now. Mm-hmm. And so they, they go, you know, onto the next person's story. But right. so what we should do is have lots of interact things that people actually want to see that keep people engaged on our story. And that way it gets pushed out to as many of our followers as possible. Right. So that's just my small little. Yeah. And they say people are trying to figure out the Instagram algorithm all the time and people spend a lot of money trying to figure it out. And basically what they always just say is like the more people that engage with every single one of your things, whether it's a story or this or that, the more you get pushed out everywhere. So if you have a story Mm -hmm. and no one's interacting with it, then it's like basically it kills you. So you always want people to be interacting with everything that you post. So yeah, that's essential. And it gives, and Instagram is such great tools, like the quizzes and all that stuff you guys do all the time. That's awesome Mm -hmm. for people to always like just easily push something. And then that's great. There we go. Lauren, you have been absolutely awesome. So Thanks. here we go. Let's, before we get into these last four questions, is there <laughs> anything else we need to like dig into that we haven't had a chance to dig into? We talked about a lot, but can I tell my story about American? Of course. I love this story so much because it was it's so social media and cheer. And when they both come together, I love it. So in 2018, I was coaching senior medium three. And I, I don't know if you're the main coach, head coach. I'm sure you're involved in senior black. So mm-hmm. we ended up, we ended up winning that year and you guys got second. And it was like the most like incredible thing ever. We like, couldn't believe that we were against you guys and it all worked out like that. But then they used to do this thing at summit where they, they like would kick people off the floor as they announced their, they, <laughs> right. Do you remember this? They don't do it Get anymore. Get off the floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got, you got seventh and then you walk off the floor and then like, you know, whatever. But the, the top three teams would always be like left on the floor and then they would give everyone like kind of a moment. Everyone kind of like circled up or whatever. And then we had like our moment outside on the floor. And then when we turned the corner to go do, you know, the banners and the rings and things, I just remember it was the most incredible thing ever. It was your team. It was American Mm -hmm. senior black standing there and you were the first face that we saw. And I was like, so overwhelmed, like emotionally from the whole thing. But like, the fact that these are teenage kids, right? Like uh, being in second at summit yeah. is sometimes great, but sometimes it's, it's painful. I've been there many times and like, yeah, I, I mean, moralizing. Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. it, yeah, it's painful. Cause like you were excellent and you were amazing and you didn't have falls and it was just like, uh, you could have easily won. So we saw these teenagers led by you, of course, and we turned the corner and you guys made a tunnel for senior gold at star athletics, our kids are running through. And then after they like hugged them and it was just like the most incredible thing. And because, and because my, like my friends that are my coaches knew that that would be something worth videoing, right? Like this is like who I am. I'm like video everything I had. I'm sure I had my like friends behind me. They were videoing that whole thing. And I put it online after like immediately after we won, I wasn't posting like, Oh my gosh, we won. I was like, look at the sportsmanship that was happening backstage that no one got to see. It was just us. So I posted a video of American. I think it was spirit of Texas uh, at the time too. Yeah. They got third and they did the same thing. And it like, I think like everyone commented on on Twitter and everybody on my Facebook was like, I can't believe that this happened and no one saw it. Like these amazing teenagers were so, uh, the sportsmanship was amazing. And I'm so glad that we actually filmed it. And that's like kind of why I'm here today. Cause like, I don't think everyone like turns on their camera at all of these moments. Cheerleading is amazing. And these kids are amazing. These are like the top of the line kids that we get to work with. 
they're led by some of the most like amazing people in the world. And that I'm so happy that I at least like get to pump that out and show people because there's so many times that like, I mean, the parents don't get to see what we do backstage. And that was just such a a remarkable moment. And I'll never forget it because it was almost like more important than us winning. It was like all of these kids from Texas, California, New Jersey, wherever they were from, were just acting so wonderfully. And that's what people need to see about cheerleading for sure. hundred percent. There we go. So I'm glad that we were able to, and you know, with the kids, thank you for that story. I'm going to be, I'm definitely going to be sure to share it with our kids. Mm -hmm. But you know, I tell the kids all the time, we want to win with class and lose with class. We want to do both of those things with class, right? You know, you'll get the right people to join your gym when you act the correct way. But yeah, and it's one thing that we're, we're trying to teach the kids is, you know, we're not always going to win. Not every day is going to be our day. And when it's not our day, we tip our hat to those who beat us. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not the, you're, I always tell the kids, you're not the best kid in math. I mean, maybe one of you is the best kid in math in Mm -hmm. your class, but someone's always going to be better than you in math or science or whatever. And someone's Mm -hmm. going to be better than you at cheerleading at sometimes, you know, and when they're better than us, there's no shame in that. Congratulate them. Let them know that, you know, they beat us this time. And if you have competitive spirit in you, you know, you'll work hard so it doesn't happen again, but it is what it is. It's just cheerleading. And it's so cool that social media actually like takes the pressure off of us to win all the time. Cause it used to be like, Oh, if we didn't win this, like no one's going to try out at our gym next year. Like no one at all, because we lost this competition or we didn't go to the good ones or whatever. But like now I can, I can sell the gym, whether we're winning, losing, whatever's going on, I can sell the gym. So it's, it's, it's so much pressure off of us to always have to win at these like ridiculous competitions all the time. Cause it's not going to happen. I mean, you guys win a lot, but <laughs> but <laughs> and I'll and I'll say this. I'm even going to answer one of the questions today if you don't okay. say it. So okay. <laughs> so let's hop to because you just let's hop to those last four questions. Okay. And we'll see what you answer for them. So Lauren, what mm-hmm. needs to start, stop, or change in the industry? I will say what needs to start happening in the industry is I think that everyone is craving consistency. So start being more consistent. Um, and I don't mean like every judge has to judge the same way. And it's, I know that's impossible, but like every two years, everything like kind of like, okay, here we go again. Let's figure out a new score sheet and let's, it doesn't give everyone the opportunity to be as creative as they could because they're trying to learn something. So for example, this year, like we're all trying to do our best to like, you know, really be on top of this new score sheet. But if we were just given like a little more time, I think with each one of them, maybe our creative juices would flow even more and we would get like more um, excellent products. That's, I think that's where I would like to go. Everyone who listens to the podcast on a consistent basis already knows what I'm going to say. Yes, we changed the score sheet too much, but that you made a point that I never thought about is that we would be more creative if we had mm-hmm. a consistent score sheet mm-hmm. because what everyone is doing right now, as you said, is trying to learn the new score sheet, but they don't have, because they're spending all their cognitive energy learning they don't have any cognitive freedom to be creative Mm -hmm. and so that is such a good point it would allow us to be a lot more creative if we had a consistent score sheet from year to year don't get me wrong too and don't get me wrong like i do know why people change things because they hear everybody like say that there are things that need to be changed right like so something is bothering someone and a lot of people you know will tell people about it and then they're like oh well everybody wants it to change but I love consistency. 
Yeah, I just feel like yeah. I would be able to like really uh, get into it a little bit more if we stopped always like reinventing the wheel every year, I think. There we go. Good stuff. Here we go. Uh, let's move on to, are there any rumors, narratives, or myths you want to be debunk? Another one of the things that I'm like so passionate about, um, I it was a teacher. So discipline and like getting kids to do things the way that we want to do them is like one of the most interesting things to me. So I want to debunk the rumor that coaches need to yell at kids or make them feel badly about themselves to get them to act a certain way. A lot of times people come into our gym and they're like, your kids are so disciplined. How do you do it? And then they're actually like shocked that we don't scream or yell or punish. Or I feel like you talked about a lot of books that like have changed you for marketing and stuff like this. But one of the books that I've read is by Dr. Marvin Marshall. And it's all about discipline and it's about getting kids to understand like self-discipline initiative and responsibility and the ways to do that, like never involve yelling and never involve, involve being like the crazy, like arm flowing, like psychotic, like dramatic behavior that like a lot of coaches feel like they need to do to get kids to respond. So I would like to debunk the rumor that like all the most disciplined teams are the ones that just are trained in like that way. Cause it's not true. Yeah. What's the name of the book? It's Discipline Without Stress, Tears, or Rewards or something like that. But it's by Dr. Marvin Marshall, and it's his Raising Responsibility System. I used it in my classroom, and then I, I try to at least like mimic some of the stuff at coaching, too. He has all these different levels of behavior, and level D is the top level that kids like strive to be. It's like doing the right thing just because you want to do it, not because someone told you that you had to do it. So that's where like the real the real good stuff happens when like the coach doesn't need to stand up there and like yell and scream. Like the coach is just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And the kids like really know what their job is. Yep. And that's where the magic happens. That's like my other passion, but for another uh, another podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's super cool. There's a quote I always tell our coaches, uh, talk softly, but carry a big stick. Oh yeah. Um, I always tell it to our coaches like, Hey, we don't have to like yell and scream. Just know, mm -hmm. But you know, make sure that they know that you're serious when you tell, like, you don't need to threaten them, but make sure they know that you're, that you're serious when you say X, Y, if you're always threatening them, you know, you're mm -hmm. the boy who cried wolf, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. doesn't work. But if you, if you're consistent and firm and you know, those things, you can still achieve these things really. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that. It's a good Dr. Book. Marvin Marshall, mm -hmm. Marvin Marshall. Yep. That's there right. There we go. Mm -hmm. Discipline without stress. All right, mm -hmm. here we go. Question number three. Uh, who else should we have on a guest on the show? I have no problem, you know, telling you that you should have Lee on the show. Lee is the owner of Star Athletics. He's very interesting, entertaining, all of the above. But I really want to – she doesn't even know I'm saying this about her right now. Our music producer, her name is Ronnie, okay. and she owns Full Out Music Productions. She has done everything right, if you would say. She worked at her gym for like a year, and she actually lives in Ohio now. So she's gotten really good at music, but she's also like incredible at customer service. She's doing everything that she can to make sure that her clients have their music on time, that edits, they know when they need them. I don't know if a music producer would interest you, but she is phenomenal. And, you know, I would like to consider her a good friend of ours at the gym and, and we love full out music productions. So that would be an interesting one. There we go. Mm -hmm. Nice little plug there. She's like, Hey, oh, let, yeah. me, let me shout she, out. She doesn't <laughs> even shout know. Out Ronnie real quick. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Ronnie. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Good stuff. Lee, mm -hmm. Ronnie. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we can make that happen. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. Lauren, last mm -hmm. question. Where can the people follow you online, you, the gym, wherever, any social media that you want to shout out right now? 
All right. Well, I spend all my time on the cheerleading social media. So my social media is a mess and I don't actually have like a cute little page or anything. So um, <laughs> they, you can, you can um, request to talk to me or DM me at, at Lauren underscore Oakley. Um, that's my personal one. And I'll chit chat with whoever would like to talk about cheer media. It's so entertaining for me to talk with people and learn and and, you know, just communicate. So wherever you're from, I would love to talk to you. And then to follow my actual work, um, I do all of the Star Athletics accounts, but the New Jersey one is at star underscore team star. And then the Atlanta one is at team star underscore ATL. And that's kind of where I hang out most of the time. There we go. Yeah. I'll make sure all of those are linked below. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome back anytime. All right, it would be fun. Thank you. Lauren, thank you again for joining the show and thank you for all your helpful tips and pointers and tricks and just a great conversation. I can honestly say I am personally inspired. Everyone else, thanks for joining the show today. Share this podcast, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, take the survey, make a donation, and until next time, five, six, seven, eight, we're out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners, although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week.